0: What's up aliens it's big al welcome to another dumb sports empire and china has officially blown an eight gold medal lead to the united states it's all over united states reigns supreme in the olympics just like rio just like london it's all about that red white and blue baby china was up i think it was 32 to 24. i was watching the gold medals closely towards the end the the most they had i think was an eight gold medal lead they blew it. United States wins 36 to 34. Let me see the final medal count. Um, it is. This is bad. I always say I'm going to be more prepared than I'm never prepared. Yeah. United States, 39 gold medals, 41 silvers, 33 bronze, China, 38 gold medals. And overall medals is 113 to 88. It wasn't even close. But gold medals was 39 to 38. So we won by one, which is awesome. And Tim Kennedy actually posted something cool on Instagram. He said um, China's population is 1.4 billion and they won 88 medals. And America's population is 331 million and we won 113 medals. They have almost a billion more people than us and we still kick their ass. USA, baby. So everyone calls us fat and stupid. We're just out here collecting gold like freaking Christopher Columbus, baby. Let's go. I'm glad. I oh, know the Olympics were cool. I thought they were longer. Two weeks. Two weeks seemed kind of slow, or kind of short. Anyway, big show. We got training camp updates. We got some Olympic uh, wrap up stuff. Lionel Messi gone. What? Wild. Let's get into training camp because it's a football podcast, football guy. Let's do it. Three Giants players have retired since training camp started. And four Raiders players have retired since training camp started. Now, the Giants uh, training camp that came out, there was a some big scrum. Daniel Jones ends up at the bottom of a pile, which if you know anything about football practice, put a red jersey on the quarterback and don't touch him throughout practice. So how does your franchise quarterback end up at the bottom of a pile? Joe Judge is pissed. The coach, he gets pissed. Makes him do push-ups with full pads on and run sprints. And then Joe Looney, I think. Looney, offensive lineman, retires after that practice. Just retires. So, you know, I'm done with this football stuff. And it's kind of weird because Joe Judge treated them like they were a peewee team. Like one person messes up, everyone's going to pay for it. I don't know if that really works well in... And what's it called the NFL when everyone's held accountable for their mistakes, but then they make the whole team do stuff like that. Those guys were pissed three retirements for the giants, not looking good for a team that desperately needs some kind of winning. I know their, their owners are really impatient. They've came out and said that they need to win now fire coaches. That's a, I mean, they've got a couple super bowls in the past 10, 15 years. They want to get back to that like immediately. And Joe Judge supposed to be this Bill Belichick disciple, come in and try and do Bill Belichick things, but tweak it his own way, making veterans do push-ups for other people's mistakes and stuff like that. I mean, we'll see if it works. Joe Judge either looks like a genius if he wins, or he looks like an idiot if he loses. So everyone knows the rating scale. If you win, you're golden. If you lose, you're freaking just terrible. Niners. The Niners are kind of funny because Trey Lance looks incredible. I've seen a lot of videos of Trey Lance come out. Um, <clears throat> he's just throwing dimes. He looks good. They say he's picking up the offense really well. Going to be a stud for sure. <clears throat> but what else the Niners are saying is that Jimmy G has looked better than he's ever been. And how convenient that you draft a guy, number three overall, and all of a sudden your veteran quarterback who could start for a few teams, all of a sudden he's looking really good. He's looking like his old self after injuries, everything like that, that just drives up trade value. Not even NFL GMs can see through the bullshit, but, um, they're trying to drive up his trade value and it's kind of messed up that they're playing the business side of it like that. But the whole time they came in and said, Jimmy G's our guy, Jimmy G's our guy. If we have Trey Lance, if he gets injured, but Jimmy G's our guy swearing that Jimmy G is their guy, but now they're just driving his, his trade value up so they can get rid of him. It's pretty sad, but that's, the business side of football fun stuff this weekend was also the hall of fame induction for many, many Steelers, which was cool hall of fame induction. They didn't do it last year because of COVID obviously You got 2020 and 2021 tons of freaking, I mean, they inducted like 20 players this weekend, which is awesome. You got Peyton Manning got inducted. Charles Woodson got inducted. Um, drew Pearson was a receiver for the Cowboys got inducted. Lots of cool, Jimmy Johnson, the coach, lots of cool stuff, but this class was stacked with Steelers, absolutely stacked, Troy Polamalu, Bill Cowher, Donnie Shell, and, um, did I say it right? Alan Fanica, Alan Fanica was the other one, Troy Polamalu, every time, I mean, all weekend, all I saw on Instagram was like, the insane Troy Polamalu highlights. When we talk about him and Ed Reed battling it out for the best safety spot ever, we didn't appreciate how amazing Troy Polamalu was back in the day. And he's been out of the league for five years now, obviously, first ballot Hall of Famer. But I didn't, he was amazing. I didn't appreciate it. I didn't appreciate him enough when he was around. The highlights are just insane. And I look at Minka Fitzpatrick coming into the Steelers and and being a really good safety and pick sixes and making good plays and everything like that. He was nothing compared to Troy Polamalu. Troy Polamalu was a freaking lightning bolt out there. That man was everywhere. He was making plays. He was making hits. He was hair flying around, throwing his body, sacrificing everything all over the place. We'll never see that again. That man was unbelievable. And him and Ed Reed, I don't even want to pick. I'll just say they're both the best safety of all time. Ed Reed might have a slight advantage, but, I mean, there's never going to be another Troy Polamalu. Bill Cower, the big old chin. Um, congrats to the Steelers for getting inducted. Congrats to Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson. It's crazy to see, like, our childhood heroes, like, start getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. It's like, it was sad to see them retire, and now it's five years later, and you're like, holy shit, they're, they're in the Hall of Fame now. These are the players we grew up watching, grew up, grew up idolizing. And they're making a big push uh, to get Heinz Ward in. Troy Polamalu talked about Heinz Ward. Alan Fanica had Heinz Ward present for him. I mean, they got to get this dude in. They are talking about Julian Edelman going in. Heinz Ward had way better stats than Julian Edelman. 100%. Football's so close. I've got fantasy drafts scheduled. I can't wait. Let's talk about the Olympics. Let's talk about China blowing an 8-gold medal lead on the United States bunch of bums them and their 12 year old gymnast team USA basketball pulled their crap together and actually won the gold medal which was good um I mean I I doubted them and everyone wanted to talk crap about them but in the end you kind of knew that they were going to win they still had Kevin Durant they still had Devin Booker they still had um Middleton Holiday I mean Jason Tatum they still had dudes man it wasn't I don't think it was ever going to be it was doubted it was very much doubted but they lost those games in, in Vegas right before they went to the Olympics. I think it was just a bunch of NBA superstars in Vegas goofing off, knowing they were gonna dominate. <clears throat> and then they lose a few games in Vegas that carries over to the Olympics, which is a good France team. I mean, they got silver. Rudy got Rudy Gobert. Um, I mean they, they got silver medal, so the France had a good team. But that was the only game they lost. They pull it out, they win, beat Australia, beat France. All good things there. <clears throat> it's cool to see Kevin Durant succeed. Like, I don't know why I never really liked Kevin Durant, but now like as time goes on, I'm starting to like him more and more. I really liked him in that in that Bucks series, the Bucks series. He was just tenacious. He was ferocious. Forty point games left and right. He was a big toe away from winning it on a game winning three in game seven. But instead, it goes to overtime and the Bucks win. Obviously. Well, I like uh, I like Kevin Durant more and more as we go along. And then, Allison Felix. I've watched every Olympics. I've watched Alison Felix has been in there and she, I know she's retired and she's a mom now and that's really cool. And she's the most decorated, um, track athlete of all time with her 11 gold, 11 medals, I think like seven golds, three silvers and one bronze. Um, congrats to her. She was always like, I don't know. She's super likable, super, super freak athlete. Just I'm going to miss Allison Felix. Just thank you, Allison. I know you're listening to this podcast, so thank you, Allison Felix. Thank you for everything. Lionel Messi, out of Barcelona. It's crazy. I don't know a lot about British soccer, but this is like a big one. I'm a sports podcast, so I have to talk about this. But Lionel Messi is out of Barcelona because of money, and he offered to take a pay cut too. And he went came out on Instagram and said, you know, I, I tried, I tried, but it just wasn't working out. And the reason it wasn't working out, and this is absurd. And I want you to picture this happening to the National Football League or any other league in the United States, except baseball, because we don't have a salary cap. But La Liga, the Spanish Soccer League, dropped the spending cap from 600 million to 200 million euros. That's an insane drop, a third of what it used to be. The NFL salary cap dropped because of COVID this year. It was 197 last year, I think, and it dropped down to like 181 this year. 16 million dollars. This dropped four hundred million euros. A euro is pretty similar to a dollar, so just consider them the same thing, just for the sake of of comparison here. How do you drop the salary cap six four hundred million dollars, six hundred million to two hundred million? If Ronaldo was still at Madrid, he wouldn't have stayed at Madrid. I mean, he would have lost a ton of money. They said even with the the pay cut, Messi was going to take, he was still like a hundred and ten percent of their revenue is what they would have paid Messi. Revenue being ticket sales and um, merch sales and everything like that. 110% of the revenue. So they still would have been just losing money to pay Lionel Messi. And then you got 15, 16 other players and the coach you got to pay. So, I mean, they're paying him an insane amount of money. And he's going to Paris Saint-Germain, which is in, I don't know, their French league or whatever. But their, their solid club. I don't know if Neymar's still there, but they got um, his Argentina teammate Angel Di Maria is there, so he'll have fun in Paris. That would be cool about being really good at soccer. I would try to spend like a couple years in every, like, just in Europe, just live in life. You know, he went to Barcelona. Um, he went. He's going to Paris. I mean, go to Manchester United. Go live in England for a little bit, and then go to Italy. Go like Ronaldo. Go to Juventus, or go go live in Italy for a little bit. You know, you're, you're the best soccer player ever. Well, that's debatable. I'm a Ronaldo guy, so I'm not going to say Messi's the best. But um, he's amazing. You've got all the money in the world. Go just gallivant around Europe for as long as you want. Do your thing, man. Alright, to wrap it up before my list, I've got something awesome. My favorite follow on Twitter, OJ Simpson. Just the king of saying terrible shit. Just... I mean, I always picture him going back to when he was being interviewed on TV and he showed up to the ladies green room or dressing room or something like that. And he pretended to like do this stabbing knife motion like right as he was being investigated for killing his wife. But he came out and said he doesn't like going to L.A. because the killer could be sitting next to him anywhere he goes. OJ Simpson's the dumbest dude on the planet. (laughs) For him to come out and say that, he is holding on to this whole, he did not do it thing. The most epic thing would be if he was just on his deathbed and he said, yeah, you know what, I did it. And just come out and say it. I mean, like, for him to say, (laughs) that's terrible. I mean, her family's still out there. That'd be terrible freaking to hear OJ Simpson like, yeah, the killer's still out there somewhere. It's like, shut up, dude. (laughs) We knew you were guilty 25 years ago. Like, stop being a dickhead about it. (laughs) He <laughs> thinks someone's gonna some killer's gonna sit next to him. Fool if, we'll if there was a mirror, the killer would be right there with you. The killer follows you everywhere. What a jackass. I love following OJ Simpson on Twitter, so it's always stuff like that. It's always just like hypocritical stuff. Alright. So we talked about a couple of um universally loved people. So I'm gonna do big Al's top five universally loved people. Just because we talked about athletes and one of the Hall of Fame. Talked about an Olympic runner going um, into retirement with all these medals. So I just did a top five most universally loved people of all people, not just athletes, just people. All right. So number five, Allison Felix. Like I said, just super likable. She's going into retirement. She's got her kid. She's got her medals. One of the most decorated athletes in Olympic history. Just sailing to the sunset queen. Number four, Mr. Rogers. Everyone loves Mr. Rogers. This dude was like a a Presbyterian minister. He had his friendly show. He was super anti-racism. He was anti-negativity. He was anti-mean people. I mean, super likable guy. Mr. Rogers, top of the list. Howdy, neighbor. Number three, The Rock. I don't know if there's people actually out there that don't like The Rock. I think this is fresh on my mind because I watched Jungle Cruise. And just seeing his positivity... Not in the movie, but just like I saw him do like press tours and everything like that on Instagram, he's positive, he's funny, he has a good time, he works his ass off. It's like, what can you hate about the guy? I mean, he's not sitting out there being a man whore or anything like that. He's he's doing a good job. He's raising his family. He's got like three girls, I think. Um, I mean, super likable guy. Number two, this is very biased. Just all my favorite athletes combined. You got number two, you got a four-way tie. You got Shohei Ohtani, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Mike Trout, and Troy Polamalu. All tied for number two. And that's just my bias. I don't want to put him number one because then you start questioning the legitimacy of of my list. But Shohei Ohtani, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Mike Trout, and Troy Polamalu. Shohei Ohtani is like the nicest guy in baseball right now. Mike Trout's a close second, but Mike Trout just keeps himself. Doesn't really like have the big personality, but he just... He just balls, man. Shohei Otani, he's got a big smile. Loves hitting home runs. I mean, I think he stole second base, and he, like, accidentally hit the guy, and he made sure the guy was okay and everything like that. Super nice, super lovable. Giannis, of course. I mean, I've talked about this recently just because they won. And then he went to Chick-fil-A and got a 50-piece chicken mini. Um, Extra likable, dude. Troy Polamalu, I always loved him, but, like, Listening to his speech last night just reminded me of why I loved him. He was like super, super godly man, really cool, family-based. He, he told his sons in his um, speech last night, he was like, the best thing I could have done for you was love your mom. And that's kind of open for interpretation, but I guess it kind of means that, I mean, I gave you a loving family environment. I loved your mom. You were raised by a mom and a dad. You weren't raised by just a mom or a grandma or anything like that. And he kind of said the best thing I could have done for you is love your mom and showed like what it takes to be like, love a woman and stuff like that. And something like you had, they only had like six minutes to do their speeches this year. And so he thanked his people and he told his wife, he loved her and told her she was a saint. And then, um, told his kids that the best thing I could have done for you is loved your mom. And that's super cool. I love it. (laughs) Number one, most universally loved person, Snoop Dogg. Like, Snoop Dogg, for sure, the most lovable person on the planet. People don't, like, hate Snoop Dogg. It's funny, like, <laughs> the biggest pothead of all time, awesome rapper, It's hilarious in all the movies he does, all the shows he's doing. He teamed up with Kevin Hart to, to spice out the Olympics and, and help them get some decent ratings out of it because it was, I mean, it was just a shit show from the beginning, but Snoop Dogg, man. They don't even like arrest him for smoking weed. Even when it was like illegal. They're just like, oh yeah, that's Snoop Dogg. That's what he does. Snoop Dogg. The most universally loved person on this planet. Alright, that's my list. Tell me who I left off. Tell me who goes on your list. Show me what's up. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Love always remember. I was sucks.